Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, guys, this is like the third time I'm recording this podcast today. So let me tell you, this is one of the days where I just did not feel like doing what I what I had to do. Um, I know I do this podcast. Uh, I saved it for Sunday. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I have a whole day to do nothing. I did a TikTok live. I'm like, I'm feeling good. And I just did not feel like doing this podcast. So I had to literally force myself to sit down. And this is the third time, like I said, recording this. I mean, I've only gotten to six minutes so far. And then I'm like, that's not good. So I had to restart it. So it's a really important episode. And I want to get it right, but I'm also like finding myself to not want to do it. So I just want to offer, there's going to be days where you are going to have to do things you probably don't want to do. And you're really not going to feel like it. Like this happens to me at the gym. Sometimes the only difference is that I have me, my brother and my two friends that we go to the gym together. So it's much easier to stay motivated when you have a pack, but doing this all by myself, like you're going to have days where you're just going to have to push yourself through not wanting to do something. And that's available to everyone. And remember, the only thing that differentiates you from you in the future who's really uber successful is being able to take the ordinary and make it a daily practice and make it pretty much extraordinary. That's the cheesy quote I got for you. So anyways, we're doing it. We're here. We're pushing through and welcome. And this episode is going to be fantastic. I don't know how I haven't done this yet. This episode's gonna be great. It's called Your Two Brains. And today we're talking about literally the reason why you do things you don't wanna do and why you don't do things you know you should be doing. So a perfect example episode for what I'm going through today. With no further ado, let's talk about your two brains. So please keep in mind, I am not a neurologist. I am not a brain surgeon. I don't have like any really technical training on the brain, um, except for a four-year psych degree. And I took a few classes that taught me basically how the brain functions. But I will say, I am a huge fan of oversimplifying and making things very, very like applicable and practical. So when I went to the life coach school for my certification, I learned about the two brains idea, the prefrontal cortex and the animal brain. And it was just so easy to apply. It made sense. I can understand it. I can teach it. So we're going to look at your brains from a very simplified view. But if you actually look at it and understand what I'm talking about today, it's going to be a really good way for you to understand why you are doing the things that you are doing and why you're not doing the things that you're not doing. So let's talk about it. So there's two different brains you have to, again, to really oversimplify it. There's the animal brain and there's the human brain. So we're going to start off by talking about the animal brain, then we'll switch over to the human brain. But just before we get into that, I want you to recognize, imagine that we literally have two pieces of our brain. One was developed first, and then we just slapped the other one right on top. And they have two different um, goals, right? So it's like almost as if you have two different personalities living in the same head. So they're like pulling on each other. They're like Siamese twins who want totally different things. So this is why we often feel like we have self-sabotage because there literally is a brain that wants us to survive. And then there's one that wants higher level order. And we are literally fighting those brains all the time. So let's talk about the animal brain first. So the animal brain is the oldest part of your brain. It's the one that is responsible for all of your emotions and your survival, really. It's what got us at this point. So just take a second and thank your animal brain because without it, we wouldn't be here. But this one's also the one that's responsible for creating a lot of havoc in our life when we don't know how to control it. So the animal brain can also go under the name of the lower brain, the downstairs brain, the primitive brain, the reptilian brain, the limbic system, the unconscious brain, and the instinctive brain. It includes the brainstem, the limbic region, and the amygdala. 
Um, and the amygdala also, in case you guys have heard of like the little almond, or I think Jensen Ciro calls it the chestnut or the little walnut. Um, that's like the emotional brain, right? It makes all of our emotional decisions. And I want you to recognize the only function of the lower brain, if we had to put it all into one word, is survival. And it does this by doing three main things. So if anybody's ever had a class on like how any kind of like uh, evolutionary thing, you'll hear about the motivational triad. And the motivational triad is a very simple thing that all organisms do in order to pretty much move forward and survive on this planet. So the three things that are included in the motivational triad are seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving energy. And ice cream does all three of those things really well. Um, the motivational triad is like literally responsible for all the decisions you make in the moment that seem like they're based off instant pleasure. Things like cocaine, I know it's an extreme example, cocaine, food, nicotine, like porn, social media, comfort, ice cream. Those are all things that are going to fit in the motivational triad to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. And then the other functions of the uh, lower brain are automatic unconscious functions. So like blinking, breathing, digestion. And also the lower brain is responsible for the fight or flight response. So just think of the lower brain as everything that's unconscious, as if you really want to oversimplify it. That's how we can do it. Everything that seems like automatic, emotional reactions, unconscious, stuff like that. All right, so that's the animal brain. And now let's talk about the human brain. So imagine that your human brain has literally, again, just been slapped right on top of the existing animal brain, which wants only survival. Now, the human brain, on the other hand, it can go by the prefrontal cortex, the upstairs brain, the thinking brain, the sophisticated brain, the conscious brain. And the, that includes the cerebral cortex. And the cerebral cortex is made up of four lobes. I'm probably going to butcher the, the way to say them, but that's okay. The frontal lobe, the parietal lobe, the temporal lobe, and the occipital lobe, the occupational lobe. I don't know how to say it, guys. O-C-C-I-P-I-T-A-L lobe. <laughs> All right, so the functions of the prefrontal is higher order thinking, planning, problem solving, imagining, going back into the past and into the future, uh, decision making, emotional regulation, watching itself think, consciousness, empathy, morality, and self-control. And I just want to back up. I know that I said the uh, lower brain is responsible for emotions. Now, the higher brain, when I said emotional regulation, actually it can regulate its emotions consciously. So unconscious emotion, definitely the lower brain, but conscious emotional regulation is going to go upstairs into that thinking brain. And then the lower brain develops, by the way, when you are born, like most of it's pretty much developed right from birth. So that survival instinct, all good to go. And then your prefrontal cortex or your human brain, it takes till about age 25 to develop all the way. So we'll see this in teenagers, right? Um, most people think teenagers are fully grown, but their brain hasn't grown yet. That's why 18-year-olds make very impulsive decisions because the part of their brain that actually controls executive thinking and looking into the future and future planning has not fully developed until about 25. All right, so now that we kind of understand both brains and their functions, let's take a deeper look into the animal brain. So the animal brain has one job, survival, right? That motivational triad, seek pleasure, avoid pain, do it efficiently. And again, ice cream fits into that really nice. So does porn. So does social media. So does gambling and smoking cigarettes and smoking weed. So that's pretty much all the animal brain loves that kind of stuff. That's why we naturally like it. It releases dopamine. It feels good. Our animal brain thinks those things are keeping us alive. So it seeks them out really heavily. And if you want to see the animal brain in action, you can look at dogs. So like if you've ever seen a dog get a hold of anything, especially like concentrated, like artificially concentrated foods, like sugary or flowery foods, um, it's literally going to eat until it cannot eat anymore. That's the animal brain perfectly at work, right? 
It wants to keep us alive. It's going to take, ooh, that really good sugar and it's going to eat as much as it possibly can until it throws up and then it's going to keep eating more because obviously sugar keeps you alive. It's the motivational triad. It's perfect. But when it comes to higher level tasks like creating meaning and income and a fulfilling life, the animal brain just doesn't cut it. The animal brain functions on a really simple reward system using neurotransmitters like dopamine or the happiness chemical to motivate us. So the reward system looks very simply like this. Stimulus equals use. So like it's a stimulus, craving, desire, you can say pretty much any of them. It goes to use, action, consume, which then goes to reward and reinforces the action. Super easy, right? So stimulus, so like, ooh, that reminds me I like sugar, (gasps) eat sugar, (gasps) dopamine, so next time I eat sugar, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more dopamine. So it just reinforces it. Very, very simple. And think of dopamine as a link between what feels good and the desire to do it again. So that's what happens. We remember that feel good. And what, actually what happens is when we think of something that we want, we get a tiny little dopamine release. And that's incentive to go after it, right? So like, I'm like, ooh, ice cream sounds like, have you ever done this with Dairy? I do this with Dairy Queen, I think. I'm like, ooh, I know I'm really on ice cream today. I think of like Dairy Queen or I see an ad, I'm like, ooh, that looks really good. And what happens is your brain releases a little bit of dopamine and then you're like, oh, I want that. I want more of a hit of dopamine. Let's go get ice cream. So that's what happens. And when you eat the ice cream, you get the big, the big hit and then it remembers that ice cream, big hit dopamine. And that's what happens. So again, this is like amazing for survival. And that's how we got to this point with this really simple reward system. And thousands of years ago, when we were living as hunter and gatherers, this was really good for our survival. But now our primitive brains can get really easily carried away because we're living in societies with so much abundance and so much concentrated goodies. Um, so today, we're, I mean, we really are lucky to live in a, in a society with abundant food, drugs, porn, and other comforts. Um, but this mass availability of comfort and survival, quote unquote, survival substances has never existed like it does now. What we're left with is a huge mismatch between our animal brains wired for immediate survival and a society that practically eliminates the need for it. In addition, we've taken substances that our brain is designed to reward like food, sex, connection, and comfort and concentrated them into ways that really is impossible to find in nature. So our brains has never, they've never experienced this before. So this creates an abnormally large dopamine response from our brains that makes these substances seem much more important than they are. This artificially concentrated dopamine response makes it way more difficult to resist a donut or a glass of wine, and it also makes our animal brains think that these things are really, really important for survival. With these concentrated substances, we are quite literally tricking our brain reward systems into creating more pleasure and desire than natural. This is called the pleasure trap. The only shot we have at creating results that we want in our lives is to override our lower brain's desire for immediate gratification and survival. And thankfully, this is where our human brain comes in. So we are totally equipped with the tools to override our lower brain. So our human brain, or the prefrontal cortex again, is the difference uh, than any other animals. It has the ability to go both forward and backwards in time. So like we can literally remember the past in a way that animals can't. Like other animals look at the past as like positive, negative rewards. Ours is like we have this depth of memory. We can go into the future and plan ahead. It also has the ability to perform higher level tasks like critical think and emotional regulation, which is really important. Emotional regulation is pretty much the key to to the universe, y'all. It can even watch itself think. This process is called metacognition. However, the most important thing the prefrontal cortex can do is override the animal brain's desire for the motivational triad. So we can create lives that are based on much more than just instant gratification and survival. All right, so we know the animal brain is trying to keep us alive, but it often hurts us, right? That's why when you go to do something new, 
and there's fear that comes up, that's quite literally the animal brain signaling the fear response. Because remember, it's trying to avoid pain. It knows that you putting yourself into a new situation is going to be painful because you might die. So instead of allowing you to do that blindly, it throws off all those transmitters saying, no, 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 be scared, fear. And that's like totally a normal thing. But now that we're in society where we want meaningful things and we have to go out and do things we've never done before to create it, our brains are working against us. So we have to override it with the thinking brain. Now, the thinking brain, I'm sure by now you've listened to other podcast episodes and you've heard about the model. So in the Life Coach School, they teach a tool called the model that shows you how your thoughts create your feelings. And understanding the model deeply is a very, very good way to override that animal brain. When you can see your brain think by writing down your thought and then trying to figure out what emotion comes from that thought, you can literally see how the animal brain is working. And with that awareness, it makes it much easier to override the animal brain. Now, I've told you before, the monster that you can't see is much scarier than the one you can. Like, has anybody ever, when we were kids, right, we're terrified of the monster in the closet. And once we go in there and see there's no monster in there, it's not scary. Just like in scary movies, when we see the monster, it's always less scary than what we were imagining. Well, the same thing happens with your emotions. When you can sit down and actually run a model on yourself and write, this is my thought, this is my feeling, and actually name the emotion, it becomes a lot less scary. And it makes it much easier to override the animal brain's very strong desire for the motivational triad when you can see exactly how it's working. Remember, with awareness, you end up solving your own problems. Typically, you don't need somebody to guide you when you have enough awareness of what's going on beneath the surface. When you do anything new that you haven't done before, especially making meaningful income, losing weight if you've been overweight your whole life, um, stopping smoking if you smoked for 30 years, you're going to have to try new things and resist the urge to do what's comfortable. You're also going to have to put yourself in situations where you're going to face a lot of discomfort and you have to do it willingly. These are the exact things that your animal brain is trying to keep you away from. So you're going to have to plan ahead and have a strong reason to keep moving forward. Like what we're doing when we override our animal brain is literally overriding evolution. It's a, it's a big thing. It's hard. It's always going to be somewhat difficult, but you can train yourself to where it's not as big of a deal as it used to be. And this is the only thing that separates people from really uberly successful people. That's it, is that they're able to manage their emotions and put their front lobe thinking brain in charge. By planning ahead, setting goals, and using the model to build awareness, you're literally handing over the keys to your human brain to create the results you want most in life. So one last note, I just want to throw out um, your animal brain. Again, it's gotten you to the point you are today by learning to avoid trying new things and also by avoiding rejection at all costs. Thousands of years ago, when we were still in hunter and gather tribes, facing rejection often meant facing death. Without the tribe to protect you, you would have a very slim chance of survival. The same goes for stepping outside of your comfort zone and trying things you've never done before. Take a second to thank your animal brain. And now take another second to give your human brain the, the reins. If you're going to make your dreams happen, your animal brain just isn't going to cut it. When taking steps towards your goal of creating a lot of income in a way that you believe matters in the world, you're going to face rejection and failure. Like you cannot get around it. The solution is not to avoid failure and rejection like your animal brain wants you to do, but rather to expect it as part of your journey and plan for it with the human brain. Feeling your feelings can never hurt you. However, the fear of feeling them can. And remember, when we talked about the four ways you can process emotion, you can literally allow it in your body, you can resist it, you can numb it, or you can react to it. The other three ways that aren't allowing, that's our attempt of trying to avoid the negative emotion altogether. The only way that we can really have the results we want in life is by confronting those things voluntarily and willingly. And remember, I've talked about exposure therapy in the past before, but I want to bring it up again because it's important. When we go through exposure therapy or a clinician does exposure therapy, what they're doing is not reducing the fear. 
they're increasing the courage. Because the goal is not to eliminate negative emotion, that cannot be done. Instead, you balance it with the opposing emotion. The opposite of fear is courage. You do not eliminate fear, you gain courage. Because in this situation, when you are more courageous, then the things that you were scared of in the past no longer scare you. And then you're able to deal with things that you would have never been able to deal with, even if you haven't dealt with them before. If you're more courageous, you're going to have a much better chance at doing it. We don't want to eliminate fear. We don't want to run away from people who don't like us. We don't want to avoid rejection. We want to face those things with a lot of courage. And that's the only way to move forward and actually achieve what you want. All right, so let's look at some examples of where you would see your animal brain working in your life. Examples would be drugs, alcohol, sugar and flour, so like concentrated foods, uh, sleeping, comfort, heat, basic belonging, like the survival pack, um, not following through on plans, so like comfort over growth. That's exactly what procrastination is. Pizza, lots of pizza, coffee, nicotine, comfort, sex, immediate shelter, and homeostasis. I threw that one on the list, I guess. <laughs> um, and then where do we see the human brain working in our lives? Meaning purpose, reasons why we do things like our why, long-term relationships, even if it's difficult, fitness, self-confidence, love, deep, meaningful love, purchasing a house, commitments, goals, planning, discomfort for growth, growth, <laughs> altruism, and the desire to evolve into something better. So I just want you to take a minute and really think about where in your life are you letting your human brain lead and where have you handed over the keys to your automatic unconscious brain? Remember, our lower brain wants to save energy. So what it's really good at doing is taking things like thoughts and it makes them automatic. Once it makes thoughts automatic, we no longer even realize that we're living our lives with those thoughts, but they're still affecting us in the way that we live, right? Remember, your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions and create your results. And beliefs are just thoughts you've had over and over. So what happens is when we're young, we learn all of these belief systems, and then we get them automatized, if that's how you say that, with your animal brain. So when we have lives that we're not happy with, it's because our lower brain, our animal brain, has a bunch of unconscious beliefs driving the show. So what we have to do is take those unconscious beliefs, make them conscious by becoming aware of them using our prefrontal cortex human brain. We have to completely shift what we want to believe and then we can put it back in and become automatic. So what we happen when we change, what we're effectively doing is we're taking thoughts that are automatic out of our lower brain. We're making them conscious. We are finding evidence against them. And then we're finding beliefs to replace them with and finding evidence for those beliefs. And once we find evidence for those beliefs and we practice believing them, we put them back in to our unconscious brain where they become automatic. And that's how you permanently change your life for the better. So if you have results that you don't like right now, it's because your animal brain is running the show with your belief systems. The number one thing we need to do, the most important root of everything is getting to those belief systems and understanding what you believe. If you are creating a life that you don't want right now, I would highly, highly recommend you get a coach and you spend just a couple sessions. I mean, you're going to spend every session on this, but really trying to find out some thoughts that are running the show behind the scenes because you can spend all the time you want trying to go on diets and try to quit vaping and try to start a business. But if you have beliefs underneath the surface where you're not worthy or money's bad, or you can't do this, or you're always going to be fat and you're ugly and horrible, you're never going to lose weight. You're never going to start the business. And if you do, you're going to do it from forcing. Remember, you're like forcing with willpower. And then it's always going to go back to how it was because you have not gotten to the unconscious beliefs that the animal brain is hiding. And really, it's just trying to save energy. So don't blame the animal brain. But that's what's going on. What's going on? So we got to figure out uh, what's in your mind. We got to make it 
conscious. We got to change it, put it back into the automatic show. And that's the, uh, that's how your brain works really. So hopefully I haven't bastardized neurology too bad in this episode. I love to keep my things simple and applicable, simple and applicable. And, uh, yeah, let me know what questions you have. Have a fantastic day. Thanks guys.